Welcome, Cathedral of Faith. Together, we have an opportunity today to go into the presence of the Lord. There's a scripture that says, when I was hard pressed, I cried to the Lord and he brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. Reminds me of a couple things. If we take our standard of truth and reality from what we hear, our emotions, what we see, what's around us, it will always overcome us because there is only one standard of truth and that is Christ. And you know what Christ does? No matter where you're at, He sees you and nothing is too small and too great. He puts the lonely into family. He makes those who are overwhelmed and burdened to be light. And I wanna read you a couple promises. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. When you go through the deep, I will be with you. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. And today, this is what God says to us. There's a scripture that says, open the gates where the righteous enter and I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord and He will surround me. Let's go in together into the gates and know that your God is there and He will meet you wherever you are at. Let's worship. This is how I fight my battles. 
truth. It may look like I'm surrounded. It may feel like I'm surrounded. Everything may be crashing around, but the truth is Jesus is in front of you. He's behind you. He's beside you. He's in you. He is working in ways you cannot see. As we've been praying for you this week, there's a song that came to me that we used to sing dozens of years ago when I was just a young guy. And here's how it would go. It'd say, many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand. I don't know what you're carrying right now, but I'm just gonna ask you to hold out one of your hands right now. What is it you're struggling with? What is that battle? What's that frustration? What's that thing that's overwhelming you? What's, what's that place you're struggling in where, where you need the strength of God? And just place your other hand over right now. And Lord, I ask that you would meet each person. You know what they're carrying. You know the battle they're facing. You know what's going on right now inside of them. Place your hand upon them. Let them know you've got this. You've got them. You've got this battle. You are the God who brings victory. You are the God who brings overcoming power. Help us, Lord, that hope would rise within us, that we would see ourselves and our circumstances right now the way you see them. You are in us. You are for us. You are with us. And so, Lord, we give you thanks in Jesus' name. 
Amen and amen. Our weapons, our praise and thanksgiving. Let's give him that thanks and praise right now. Well, welcome to Cathedral of Faith. We're so glad you're here with us. God wants to give you a perspective right there where you are of what he's doing and what he has in store for you. It's gonna be a great day today as we worship the Lord, as we hear from him. But I've got some questions for you. Those of us who are following Jesus, there's a couple questions we ought to be asking ourselves regularly. There are questions like this. How am I growing? How am I serving? How am I connecting? Because healthy believers who follow are connecting with others and they're growing and they're serving. And this week, we're proud to bring out at Cathedral of Faith all of our opportunities for the upcoming months from now to December, ways for you to connect and grow and serve. Now we have these brochures at the office you can pick up if you'd like, but also you can go online to the website and find a way Some of them are through Zoom. You can still connect right there wherever you are. Some of them are here on campus. Some of them are at campuses around the Bay Area. But there are so many ways that you could serve, that you could bless, that you could grow, that you could connect. And we encourage you, whatever battle you're facing, we're better together. Whatever battle we're facing, we're better when we start to serve others and get our minds off of ourselves. We're better together when we grow in our understanding of the Word. So we encourage you to join us for one of those opportunities. Well, I spoke to you a moment ago about the hand of God on us, around us, through us. There's another passage of scripture I wanna share with you from 1 Chronicles 29, 14, and here's what it says. Everything comes from you. The writer is writing to God. God, everything comes from you, and we have given you only what has come from your hand. So here's the truth. In this moment of bringing our tithes and offerings, It's a moment when we say, oh, I get it. It's all his. It all came from him. He provided it all. He's done it all. And so because of that, we give to him. And you can do that on our app. You can do that by going online. You can also text the number on the screen or feel free to write out a check, drop it by the office or mail it to us here. We're looking forward to the hand of God continuing to work and may God speak prophetically over your life as Pastor Vaughn and the team comes and declares that the battle is the Lord's.
not for me Who can be against me? For Jesus there's nothing impossible for you glad that you joined us today as we gather in listening to God's heart for our lives. You know, this past Friday, the 27th of August, marked 48 years of me being in ministry. Can you believe it? 48 years. You know, I don't know if you ever heard people say, wow, time really flies. Where did it all go out? That's where I'm at right now. 48 years that the Lord has given us in, in ministry. In those 48 years... I've had the privilege of sitting down with literally hundreds of marriages and coaching them and, and how to better their, their, their marriage. And, and that all, in all of that process, I, I found some things that are ironic that happen. It seems like they always happen, okay? Either the husband or the wife will approach me and say, hey, pastor, 
uh, I need to talk to you. Um, yeah, what's it, what's it about? I'll ask them. They'll say, well, I, I need help with my marriage. And, and usually, again, like I said, it's a husband or the wife. Very rarely do they both come. It's usually one or the other. And thank God for those who take that initiative, you know, to get, the, get it started. And, um, and I, you know, when I sit down with them, we go through everything that they, they want to share. And, and as, as they've talked, they shared their point of view. At the very end, I tell them, you know, we need to bring in your spouse and talk to him as well. And the reaction usually is, really, you have to? You have to talk to him? You really bring, want to bring her in as well? And, and I tell them, look, I, I got to hear the other side of the story. I need to hear the rest of the story. I need to hear the balance of the story. Uh, some of them are a little reluctant to bring a husband or wife. And I tell them, if you want to, I can meet with them alone or we can meet all, all of us together. And, and 90% of the time, what I hear from the other part of the story, the balance of the story, it's totally different than what they first told me. Because it goes both ways. You know, it's a balance. Uh, this is how God operates. God operates in a balance. God's strategy for our lives is not only the beginning and the middle, but it's also the end. And everything that he does in our life, God does, there's a balance to it. The scripture says in the book of Exodus that his work is excellent. It is perfect. God does not make any mistakes. He knows how to start it, how to work it, and how to end it. Okay? And there's always a balance of it. There's a planned strategy for our lives. And many times, unfortunately, we only read a certain portion of scripture. You remember I mentioned that last time that I, that I ministered? That sometimes we just get up to a certain point of the scripture and we forget the balance of the story. And this is what I want to share with you today, a classic scripture that we've read many times, and, and we love it because it is jam-packed with this, these classic phrases that we have repeated time and time again in our lives. It's been an impact to our lives as well. The story is found in Second Chronicles chapter 20. And the heading of the scripture just literally says, Jehoshaphat defeats his enemies. Now, I'm going to recap through this story and go through it and find some, some lessons that we can apply to our lives. But then we go into the balance of the story, the rest of the story of what we want to hear. So this is what happened. Jehoshaphat, he had drifted away from the Lord. And then and there was a process where he came back to the Lord and started worshiping the Lord, serving the Lord. And he took away all the high places of the false gods and they, they dedicated themselves to serve God Jehovah and God started blessing Jehoshaphat and Judah I mean there was so much blessings there was peace in the land there was prosperity the economy was strong people were building houses they're having children it was just a great time and then all of a sudden scripture says that some people came to, Je to Jehoshaphat and told him you know what there's a great army that's about to invade you. It was the Moabites, Ammonites, Maonites, Gigabites, Termites. I don't know. There was all kinds of ites that were surrounding Judah and Jehoshaphat. And they were threatening to not only invade, but destroy everything that Jehoshaphat and Judah had built. 
Okay, and and the and we learned several lessons from this. This and I'm going to go through this very quickly as we go into the balance of the story. But one of the first things that we learned from Jehoshaphat, I call him Jeho uh, lessons. The first story that we read, that we learn is that the enemy will attack at any time. He doesn't wait for it going for it to be going bad in your life, to be going good in your life. He he won't even he won't even advise you or alert you that he's going to attack. He just simply attacks. We learned that from Mr. Jehoshaphat. But not only that, King Jehoshaphat, I mean, he was number one. He was tops. He was like the president, okay? He was the king. Um, He didn't need anybody else around him. However, Jehoshaphat teaches a very vital lesson, and that is that we all need advisors. We all need advisors. The scripture tells us that victory, that soundness, that security is within the, the, the advisors that we have around us. My mom used to tell me, Dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres. That means, tell me who you hang with and I'll tell you who you are. And you know, Jehoshaphat surrounded himself with smarter people than him. People who could advise him. Hey, who's speaking into your life? Who is, who's helping you in your walk with the Lord? Who's teaching you? Who's questioning you? Hey, how you doing? Are you doing okay? How's your marriage? How's your children? How are you handling your, your finances? Jehoshaphat understood the principle of having good, sound advice. And because he had good advisors, they were able to alert him of this impending threat that was, was taking place. We learned that. And what, what did Jehoshaphat do? Another thing that we learned from Jehoshaphat, okay? Brother J.O., I call him J.O., okay? He, he, um, the scripture says that he reacted with fear. He got afraid. And there's nothing wrong with being afraid. There's things that I'm afraid of. There's things that you're afraid of. I don't like spiders. I don't like snakes, okay? I'm afraid of those kind of things. But that doesn't make me any less a Christian, okay? Or a believer. It just connects me with my humanity. Listen to me. Fear being afraid is, is something that God put in us so that we can communicate with our, be in touch with our humanity. And that fear literally humbles us, okay? Listen to me. It humbles us to the degree that we depend on God and not depend on ourselves. And this is exactly what happened with Jehoshaphat. When he became, fe- uh, when he became fearful, he then humbled himself. And the scripture tells us that if you humble yourself, God will exalt you. But if you exalt yourself, God will humble you. You see, it's something that goes hand in hand if you know what's happening in your life. These are lessons that we learn from Jehoshaphat. So Jehoshaphat talks to the people and says, hey guys, man, we're in trouble. These guys are 10 times bigger than we are. And and, and, you know, he he understood that. There was a bigger enemy than what he was. And so what he calls is calls all the people to, to unity. He calls all of Judah and says, hey guys, we're going to fast. We're going to pray. We're going to seek God. And they all gathered in Jerusalem. And, and, and they were there gathered in Jerusalem. Because you know why? Jehoshaphat understood that God blesses unity. God blesses unity. That's another lesson we learned from Brother J.O., okay? He blesses unity. You know what? God blesses unity not only in a nation, but in church. Not only in church, but he blesses unity in, in the marriage, in your home. We need to be elements, 
agents of unity. Dads, you need, you need to be the, the force that drives unity in your home. When you bring your children to prayer, when you unite your, your family to believe in God for whatever you're trusting God to do in your lives. These are things that God blesses. And Jehoshaphat understood that principle. God blesses unity. And so they all gather together and they're praying, they're seeking God, they're praising God, and they're having church because the enemy is right around the corner to invade them. And they're seeking God, and then God shows up. God shows up because you know what? God always answers prayer. That's another lesson we learned from Brother Jael. God, he knew that God answered prayer. Jael, Jehoshaphat got up there and he started calling on God. He started telling God, you promised this, you promised that. And you know what? God shows up. And the scripture says that God comes over this individual called Jael. Jael. We don't know who he was. Only one script, two verses are dedicated to his entire life. But God speaks through this guy. And here comes the classic uh, slogans, the classic sayings that we remember from the scripture. He gets up, uh, JSL, and says, this is what the Lord says, you Jehoshaphat and all of Judah. Listen to what God is saying. Number one, he says, don't be afraid of this enemy. Number two, he says, the battle does not belong to you. The battle belongs to God. Hallelujah. What a powerful lesson that someone needs to hear today. You who are struggling, you who are fighting, I want to remind you that God is alongside you, fighting with you, fighting against you, but fighting with you. The question is, are you cooperating with God? Are you fighting alongside God against the enemy? Or are you fighting God himself? Jehoshaphat understood this principle that the, that the battle belonged to God. These were not just his enemies they were God's enemies as well so then God begins to give them instructions uh, specific instructions I want to remind you that God will not only tell you what to do but how to do it where to do it and with whom to do it okay so this is what God tells um, Judah through through uh, through JSL tells them tomorrow when you go to the battle Tomorrow when you go to the battle. Tomorrow when you face the enemy. In other words, you know what? You got to show up to the battle. You can't just sit there on your knees. You can't just sit there reading your Bible. You can't just sit back. You know, you got to show up to the battle. Because the battle belongs to the Lord. And the Lord tells them, not only show up to the battle, but take your place. And taking your place means put on your helmet. Put on your shield. Uh, you know, take on your shield. Take on your breastplate. You got to get ready for the battle. You got to show up to fight. You got to let the enemy know that not only does this belong to God, but you're working alongside God. You're fighting alongside God. You got to show yourself up to the battle and you got to also take your ground. The next thing that he tells them is be still. Okay. Just sit back and watch. You don't have to pick up a sword. You don't have to pick up your shield. I mean, you're going to be wearing it. You're going to have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. You're going to have all of that. But you don't have to do anything. Just be still. Just show up and be still. There are some folks here today, man, they don't know when to 
be quiet. They don't know when to stop. They don't know when to stop being, stop interrupting God. You know, you, you don't need to help God. God is almighty. He'll take care of our enemies. Some of us need to hear today the lesson that we learned from Je- Jehoshaphat that we need to be still. The next thing that he tells them, okay, as you're still, you're going to sit back and you're going to see the glory of God. In other words, you're going to watch God do his stuff. Hallelujah. God is about to show you his glory and what he's able to do with your enemies. That's another lesson that we learn from Brother Jehoshaphat. But he continues to tell them, begins to teach them. And Jehoshaphat records all of this so that we can understand how God operates in our battles. Yeah, he tells them like this. You know, he gathers everybody and says, okay, we're ready, guys. Everybody got their armor. You know, all the soldiers were lined up and everything. And, and they get up the next morning to go out to the battle. The Bible says they got up really early in the morning to, to get ready to go out to battle. So can you imagine? Everybody's pumped up. I mean, everybody's excited and everything. Did you hear the word of the Lord? Did you hear what Jehoshaphat said? Did you hear what JSL said? And I can imagine all the warriors telling their wives, I'll be back, honey, because God is going to give us the victory. We will be back because God is going to give us the victory. So they all show up, and they're ready to go out, and they're waiting on King, King Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat says, hey, you guys ready? Everybody goes, yeah, let's do this, you know. He says, okay, you know what, guys? I got an idea last night. And, and I think he came from the Lord. And, and, and here he goes. Instead of you guys going up in the front, all the guys that carry the shield and the spears, because those were the ones who were usually in the front, let's put all the singers in the front. And, you know, the singers are like, who, us? Yeah. You go up in the front, you guys with the guitars, you guys with the cymbals, you guys with the drums, you singers, you guys are going to go in the front line. You're going to be in front of the army. And they're looking at each other like, what is going on here? But then somebody says, don't worry about it. Remember, God said that the battle belongs to him. If Jehoshaphat has been listening to God, this is the word of the Lord. So they all, you know, built up their courage and everything. They got in the front of the line. They started tuning their harps, their guitars, their trumpets and everything, you know. I don't know altogether what they had, okay. But they started tuning up. What are we going to sing? What are we going to sing? And they started singing praises to the Lord as they were marching out. As they were marching out. You know why? Because there's power in praise. Because there's power in praise. The scripture says that as they were marching out to meet all these vast armies that were about to invade and destroy Judah. That the presence of God went out from the praise to where this enemy was at. And literally confused the enemy. Because there's power in praise. Praise defeats the enemy. It's it's watching God do his stuff. My simplest of praise can confuse the smartest devil. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody praise him right there where you're at. What What does that mean, Pastor John? Let me tell you what it means, okay? You see, praise does not focus on your battle. Praise does not focus on your enemy. It doesn't focus on your pain. 
doesn't focus on your situation. Praise focuses on your, the mightiness of your God, the power of your God. It tells your enemy. It tells your situation how mighty your God is. That's what praise is all about. And when these enemies, the Moabites, the Maronites, the Ammonites, started hearing all of this, wow, God Jehovah is great. God Jehovah is mighty, is powerful. God has never lost a battle. They started hearing this. The Bible says that they started, they, they got confused and they started fighting against each other to the degree that they killed each other. Yeah, Judah, Jehoshaphat didn't have to pick up a sword, a shield. No, they saw God literally do this. Because you know what? We have fought the battle and we've won. That's what I want to talk to some folks here today. People who have struggled, people who have gone through pain, people who have shed tears, people who have paid the price. I want to talk to you, single parents. You work two or three jobs just to get ahead. I want to talk to you mom and dad who have struggled with, with your kids and have struggled with finances and struggled with the situations that have taken place. You have fought and you have won. Oh, Pastor John, I'm still hurting. Oh, Pastor John, I'm still going through struggles. Oh, Pastor John, you know, this is still happening. Hold on just a minute. Just a minute. I want to tell you that you know what? You are victorious because, yep, I want to tell you we've been ridiculed and put down, but we're still standing that's victorious we've been hurt and we've been booed but we're still believing come on somebody praise him we felt pain and loss but we're still trying we've been cussed out and put out but we're still smiling the list doesn't finish there yeah we've been told it's impossible but we're still striving doors have been slammed on us but we keep knocking our faith has been questioned beat up and doubted but we're still praising we're still trusting we're still here that makes me victorious Victorious, Hallelujah. That makes me victorious. And you need to hear that today. Your faith needs to today need to be polished a little bit more, taken to another level to understand that the victory belongs to you. So here comes Jehoshaphat and Judah. And they're pumped up because they've been singing and everything. And scripture says that they go over this hill. And as they go over this hill, they're getting ready to see what's going to happen. And they go over this hill, and all of these people are dead. Actually, the Bible says not, not one person escaped. They are all dead. You need to say that, okay? They are all dead. Dead, dead. You know, not dead, moving, dead, dead. There's no life. They're dead, okay? And they're looking at each other and they're like, hey, what happened here? And, Judah, and Jehoshaphat says, God took care of this, man. He's with us. And they're looking over this, this whole scenario of hundreds, thousands of dead bodies piled upon each other. They're dead. And then somebody kind of pokes at Jehoshaphat. He says, hey, Jehoshaphat, you see what I see? Jehoshaphat says, well, I don't know what you see, but what I'm seeing is look at all the stuff they left behind. You see, because when the army came, these nations, they brought their tents, they, they made their encampments, they had all this equipment, they had everything, because they, they came in to invade and take over Judah. They were there to stay, that was their plans. 
And they started looking at he, and Jehoshaphat says, hey, let's go down there and take a look at it. They were walking among all those dead bodies and everything. They started seeing beautiful garments, jewelry, gold, precious stones, equipment. I mean, the list goes on with the number of things that they saw. And Jehoshaphat says, okay, boys. It's time for us to gather the stuff they left behind. The Bible is ca calls it shalal. It means the spoils of the war, the plunder. And there was equipment, clothing, gold, silver, jewels, any articles of value. Articles of value. You see, this is where a lot of preachers stop. Yeah, the battle belongs to the Lord and he defeats all the Maonites, Ammonites, and all those guys, okay? But... The balance of the story is that you are about to come into a time of gathering the spoils of your victory. This is where I left off last time that I preached. We talked about it, how Samson went back to gather the honey. as how Jehoshaphat went back to gather the spoils. And there's a season in our lives in which God is opening the doors for us to gather the spoils of the battle. That's the balance of things. You see, God doesn't just start something. He finishes it. That's the balance and the perfection of God's work in our lives. His plan strategy is not just to, for you to show up to the battle. It's not just to defeat the enemy. But there is a season of reward. A season of reaping. A season of gathering the spoils. And I want to prophesy into your life. You who have prayed and shed your tears. You have fasted and paid the price you have fought for what you have you know what you're about to go into a time of gathering the spoils of gathering everything the scripture actually says that they spent three days gathering all the spoils I mean they would gather loads and loads day three days in a row it was so much stuff that they had left behind so on the fourth day the scripture says that they're heading back to Jerusalem is that they're heading back to Jerusalem their horses and donkeys, they are just bogged down. Their, 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 uh, their, their wagons are loaded down with stuff. And they're singing and they're pumped up. Man, they are just rejoicing in the Lord. Not only of defeating the enemy, but also of the rewards that they got with the spoils of the battle. And the scripture says that they're walking through this valley called Beraka. Beraka. A valley called Beraka. And their animals are probably a little tired, you know, the donkeys and the horses. And Jehoshaphat says, hey guys, let's take a breather here. And as they're sitting there in the valley of Beraka, um, all of a sudden, somebody takes out a guitar, says, hey, come on, let's sing a couple of songs. And they start praising God. Because it's good for you to praise God before and during, but also after the victory. Hallelujah. So they're singing there. But I want to bring your attention to Baraka. You got to say that word, Baraka. Baraka in the Hebrew means the place of blessing. Hallelujah. Folks, you're about to go into a Baraka time in your life. A Baraka time in your life. Where there is a place of blessing. That God is about to give you everything that you've asked for. He's about to open the, the windows of heaven. He's about to bless you beyond whatever you expected. But it all depends on how we see things. You see, words are like seeds. Words are like seeds. 
You plant bad seeds, you're going to get bad stuff. You plant negative seeds, you're going to get negative results. But if you plant good seeds, positive seeds, seeds of faith... In other words, if you change your perspective to how you see things, actually the book of Galatians, Paul writes it this way, and he says like this, whatever you plant is what you're going to harvest. So if you're planting negativity, you're going to get negativity. But if you plant faith, if you call things as, the, as how you want them to be, they will become that as well. I'm talking to you folks who are whiners, complainers. Man, you're always being negative. You, you complain about your car, you complain about your house, your furniture your kids even the husband you complain about you gotta turn it around folks because what you're planting how you're calling those things is what they're becoming so you take a look at your kid and you say man this dumb kid hard-headed you know blah 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 that's exactly what he's gonna be but if you speak faith into him my son my daughter they're children of the almighty they God's favor is gonna shine upon them you take a look at your house and you say yeah I might not be the biggest house the prettiest house the newest house but you know what I'm gonna call it the house of the Lord the house that God provided stop complaining about your car and bless that car stop complaining about your husband and your wife yeah they may not be the same ones that they were before but you know what you got to speak faith into them say my husband is the best husband in the world my wife is the prettiest wife in the world and you know what it changes your perspective towards things yeah because you know what Clouds are going to come, but it all depends how you see the clouds. Yeah, God wants to turn your pain into healing, your, t- your tears into laughter, sorrow into happiness, your negativity into positivity, your impossibilities into possibilities, your ugliness into beauty, sadness into gladness. Come on, somebody praise him. Curses into blessings, obstacles into stepping stones, and losses into gain. You need to take a look at a different perspective of things, of how things are going to be so if clouds come your way you got to take a look at it clouds are simply God lowering the temperature around you you're going to face storms you know what it's God watering my seeds am I going to go through trials it's going to be lessons in life that I'm going to have battles well it's time to see the power of God have you had failing in your life it's time to see the faithfulness of God have you fallen it's time to see the mercy of God lonely it's time to see the friendship of Jesus confused time to see the guidance of the Holy Spirit in action see it all depends how you see things how you see things I, I'm gonna I'm gonna encourage you that right there when you're in your home um, kick out your cell oh, hopefully you're not watching this on your cell as well but I, I'd like for you to scan this this QR code and, and it's gonna take you to a picture Okay, it's going to take you to this picture that that is called my place of blessing, my place of blessing. And, and I, I want to challenge you that that you take it, you print it out uh, from your printer at home and, and you place it in your in, in your in your office. You place it in your car, you, you place it in your bedroom, place it in your fridge, because those things where God has led you to live, to work, to be should be your place of blessing. Call it Beraka. Call it Beraka. Stop complaining. Stop whining. 
And be faithful. Be, be a person of faith. Believe that God can turn this around. And call it your place of blessing. Berakam. And as you take those pictures. Okay. As you print that out. I'm sorry. I'm going to ask you. You take a picture. And take a picture. And, um, and send it to us. Hashtag it. Beraka-cof. Meaning cathedral of faith. And send it to us. And let's get this thing going. Let's make it viral. That my life is in, is in the life. It's in the stage of Beraka, of Beraka. I want to finish in saying the following, okay? Your victory is evidence to your enemies of the power of God. Your victory is evidence to, the, to, to your enemies of the power of God. And in closing, I want to share the following. See, this is what happened. Jehoshaphat and all his people went back to Jerusalem. Went to the place that now is secure, is now safe. There's no more threat. This is where God wants to take you in your life. Okay, number one. Number two, okay? The scripture says that all of the surrounding nations heard and saw what God had done for Israel. Hallelujah. What God had done for Jehoshaphat, for Judah, and this is what's happening in your life right now. Your enemies are going to see, wow, look how he prayed and God answered. Look how they believed and God answered. Look how God has overcome in their lives. Yes, your enemies are going to witness, is going to see what God has done in your life. The scripture actually loses this word. Pakat. Pakat. Remember that, okay? It means manifesting strength. This is what God did. He flexed his muscles, man. Well, please don't look at my image, but he flexed his muscles. God said, see, this is what I am capable of doing. And I've manifested it in Judah. I've manifested it in Jehoshaphat. God is saying that in your life. I've dried your tears. I've healed your wounds. I've healed your diseases. I've saved your soul. I've forgiven your sins. I have answered your prayers. God is flexing his muscles over your life. You are a demonstration, a manifestation of God's faithfulness, of God's power. Walk in that spirit of Baraka. Walk in that thinking of Baraka. God bless you today. You know what? Before you go, Pastor Vaughn and the worship team are going to come up. You're going to sing one of my favorite songs. Simply called The Waymaker. He's the one that's going to open the door. He is the one that's going to provide. He's going to heal you. He's the almighty God who's going to manifest who he is in your life. God bless. Darkness, 
Thank you, Pastor Vaughn. I love that song. God is the way maker. When there seems to be no way, he can make a way. If you have a prayer request, please let us know about it. We'd love to stand with you. And I'm so grateful for you, our online cathedral community. We pray for you. We love you. And and know that we're here for you. We really are. We're on this journey together. Now, don't forget, right after this is the wrap. It's a great way to go deeper and further in the message. Let me speak God's blessing over you as you go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yo, Cathedral of Faith, come on in. It's time for the wrap. And Pastor John just threw another... uh, Threw, threw another one down for us this yeah. weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was almost like a part two of a message he spoke um, about a month ago. Yeah. yeah. And so Pastor John's always bringing it. And so, like, let's, there's so much to get into. So, thank grateful to have you guys here. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Hughes, what would you hear today, man? Man, it's like, I mean, some parts it's like my favorite subject, worship. So I was like, wow, this is good stuff, you know? And I love like those Old Testament stories, especially like Joseph. I love that story. So what I really loved, like the, the, the warning, I remember that I was in a teaching of um, Jack Hayford years ago. And then he said that too. Every time when we're on a high, every time when we're on a high, I, I always tell my wife, he said, it's like, oh, we're in a roller coaster, but it's going to go down. So you got to prepare. So you got to prepare like in prayer, but also it's going to get rough also. Right now we're in high, but it's going to get rough too. So I like that, like the balance of your life. Absolutely. Not like lose control and then, and then yeah. when, when misery hits, like, oh my gosh. That's you know? right, yeah. So I think I love that. Like how he started the story like that, I really love that. It's really strong. Yeah. It's, such, it's, it's great balance for us to live by too. Yeah. I remember a comedian talking about, he said one of his, his favorite passages in the Bible was this too shall pass. Mm. And he talked about, you know, like if you're going to have, if you're having bad times, don't worry. Mm -hmm. This too shall pass. I love that. He's like, but if you're having good times, be careful. careful. (laughs) careful. (laughs) Because this too shall pass. It's a a good balance. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's good. uh, I like how it's all about the perspective too. And how he talks about the spoils after wow. that, even though the season may be super rough, there are spoils that you will, you will, God will bless you with. Cause you know, you have to go through that rough season mm. in order to see the growth, mm. to see the change, to see what, um, and the seeds that you're planting, yeah. the seeds that you're planting will grow into yeah. this whole like beautiful, beautiful thing that you are going to cultivate into your life. So I love all the perspective things. I think that the mind is a very powerful tool that we should use every day. When Sometimes I- when I'm just like, in it and I'm like wow this is a very rough day and I think oh nope tomorrow's a new day yeah. next hour is a new hour That's true. Yeah, 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 <laughs> this yeah. is only five minutes of like a rough day mm-hmm. and I have to think about the perspective of my life and just change it around very good yeah yeah, really yeah, good. yeah. yeah. absolutely yeah Pastor Esther what did you hear today so um, it's funny because while he was sharing on worship, I got a message from one of our youth. Mm. Like, can I join the worship? And I was like, <laughs> yes. You know, Thank it's God. better to be prepared than, you know, when mm. the enemy suddenly comes and you have nothing to give. Mm. So um, I loved when he said, like, do not be afraid because the world is crazy right mm. now. There's a lot of pressure. The enemy tries to come so in. Much fear-based. A lot yeah. of fear, yeah. you know, and God says, do not be afraid. Mm. And that we should take our positions and at the 
the battle is the Lord. And, but I also believe that we should be prepared. Like, mm. what are we filling us with right now so that when the battle comes that we're ready mm -hmm. because when joseph joseph had switched the strategy mm -hmm. it was like what all the worshipers in front mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you just never know how god will change the strategy yeah. but yeah. are you ready and i think like you I mean you're the worship pastor worship is so crucial yeah. you know it opens mm. up the heart of people we proclaim that god is great mm. Mm. And, and and then the word said it confuses the enemy mm. they started fighting amongst each other. Mm. So while Josephat was like um, uh, focusing on, okay, everyone in the right position, yeah. all the worshipers needed to do is be bold, not to be afraid, mm. go in front and just worship and mm -hmm. praise and, yeah. Yeah. you know, sing how great God is. Mm. And yeah. they just, you know, the enemy just yeah. killed themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's so powerful. So the Very battle powerful. truly is the Lord's. We just Amen. have to be obedient and be ready and watch the Lord do it. And then after that, get their spoils too. That's exactly <laughs> right. Take it home. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But I love the part yeah. about the filling. What are you filling yourself with? Mm. And that's why I personally tell this to everyone. I, that's why I love coming to cathedral because I feel like everyone I surround myself with, all the pastors, mm. everyone here yeah. have filled me mm. to what I am today, mm. to the perspective that I have today. If I didn't have all these great leaders, you guys yeah. speaking to me every day, I wouldn't have the mindset that I would have today. Mm. So I just want to put that out there. Nice. Pastor John, when he hit me with that, I was like, oh yes, mm. cathedral nice. faith. Beautiful. Beautiful place to get filled with people who love the Lord, who have great spirit, who love to worship in the good and the bad and yeah. it's just huh, I love it mm. yeah. but then Amen. at the same time Amen. I'm thinking like we watch you guys or even like the youth and as they take their position it's so honorable you know like your work is never in vain mm -hmm. and it's so good to see a next generation rise up and take their position yes. trust God slay the enemy just like their forefathers did mm -hmm. that's why we just Keep, we have to keep on not only modeling, but doing. Yes. And then the generation after us is just going to catch up what we're doing, you know? Nice. It's, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's a great word, Pastor. Yeah. I love that. It, it's, it's great to have, you know, the husband and wife here. I love how Pastor John set it up <laughs> with the husband and wife. Woo! Like, maybe you should tell us, tell us a little bit of stories of, of what's going on in your house, man. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, but, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what I can say, though, is no, that, barak, like, barak. When, <laughs> when he said that, when he said, like, you know, like, the power of praise. Yeah. And I was thinking about our marriage, like, years ago, mm. right? Like, before we had our firstborn juice, where Esther had, like, three miscarriages. Mm. And we were mm. married for, like, four years or so. Not that long. Seven. Like, oh, seven. Okay. Sorry. See? I'm a wife. <laughs> the wife is always right. <laughs> the other side of the story. <laughs> But then I remember that, like, we were, man, we were all messed up. Like, our marriage was on a thread because we didn't understand. But I was the worship leader of my church. Mm -hmm. So every Sunday, I was in my darkest period. I was still leading worship. Yeah. And that pulled me through. Mm -hmm. You know, like, just praising God no matter what. Just mm -hmm. praise him, Lord. I don't understand what happens. Mm -hmm. Praise him anyway. Amen. That was Amen. so powerful. And that was one of the things that really pulled us through. Yeah. And me. Changing yeah. as a knucklehead, of course, but yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I'm in that camp too, brother. Yeah. And, and I, I, I do. I just, I love that word of, of how you were saying, Pastor uh, Esther, earlier, how the, the praise confuses the enemy, mm -hmm. yeah. and how a lot of times when we're left to our own devices, our own strength, we either think that we have to defeat our enemies yes. with our strength, yes. with our wisdom, or with mm -hmm. our resources, yeah. right, or our strategy. But yet, sometimes the the ways of God are so much higher. Yeah. And he's like, look, 
if you just do what I'm, I'll, I'll take care of this yeah, in a way yeah. that you can't, you can't yeah. mm-hmm. orchestrate this on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't see what I see from my yes, level. Yeah. I see yeah. way beyond. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it sounds so idealistic and so elementary, but it, it's only, it only sounds that way because it's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's really like when we get ourselves in the right place with God, then he starts to make these things happen. Yeah. You know, I, I remember hearing this devotional uh, a couple weeks ago, and my wife and I, we were in this season of feeling just overwhelmed with mm-hmm. not being able to catch up with taxes, with your dreams, with work, sure. with, with doing things that you wanted to be doing with your kids' school and all this kind of stuff, and you're just, yeah. you know, you feel that yeah. overwhelming. It's got, you got all these little things that you got to get into place, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the devotional was centered us back. It's like, you don't need to get all these things into place as much as getting God into his place. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When you get God into his place in your life, Amen. it really does make all the difference. Some of these things start to work themselves out. Yeah, they, so start to, they start to be, you start to get the answer in a way that you would never have been smart enough to write it for yourself. Mm. Yeah. So it's just a, Powerful, powerful, powerful word. Yeah. I just wanted to add with the word to worship as well is that at the end, they worshiped again. And I can imagine this. I mean, worship is worship. You glorify God. But I, I feel like that's more like the, the celebration of the victory and the joy. But at the beginning, you know, that we're really part of the war. Worshippers are part Amen. of the warfare. They're yeah. part of the service. They're part of the breakthrough. They're part of, Amen. you know, whatever we're doing in church, there's such a crucial part and that God says that he, he gave them that space mm. you know I I just I love it yeah, yeah. come on now <laughs> all the words you were saying amen. 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 let's just sing right That's now amen. <laughs> amen amen this is a space God is yes I believe even like uh, I mean I believe that literally for us here in yeah. San Jose that there's yeah. a space at Cathedral of Faith, it, you know, don't despise small beginnings. Yeah, it's like God can do if we just give Him space. Yeah, and, and I believe that God is is in a season of like, just trust me with this. Mm-hmm. Like, we, and like you're saying, we're in this this culture where we're you know bombarded with fear, with um, yeah. with all these things that are trying to divide us and, and create mm-hmm. division in the in the body and even mm-hmm. even in the just in the world in general. And like, God's like, man get your eyes where they need to be mm-hmm. and, and watch me do it. Mm. Yeah. What only I can do. Yeah. yeah. So, nice. Ms. Megan. Can, can I say one more yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, please. I just want to say thank you, Pastor Vaughn, for giving the youth an opportunity mm. to worship in the amphitheater. Mm. They're getting more bold. They're yeah. getting yes. into it. They're getting That's breakthroughs. Really awesome. And not only that, out of that flow, mm. UC has been asked to lead cathedral, to lead, cathedral, <laughs> to lead worship at, at his high school. Wow. And so he did that on the campus with, with a few musicians. And, and we asked him, how did you feel? I said, Mom, it felt a little bit awkward. I said, good, take your perception feel it yeah. but just know that God is doing something great in that school the the, the glory of God's going to be manifested and it's going to be a breakthrough right on top of that mountain there in Amen. San Jose Amen. so thank Amen. you it's going to uh you're going to see the awesome. fruit of your Amen. hard work no yeah. thank you guys for <laughs> thank you guys for leading them in such a way that they're that they're ready and that they they do such a great job yeah. out there yeah. and I and I believe that too like that again that this this thing is not about us being comfortable and not about us being seeking pleasure. Yeah. It's about yeah. we're in a war. Yes. We're in a war yeah. for our souls. We're in a mm-hmm. war for the next generation, yes. totally. the generations exactly. to come. Yeah. And so, like, getting that mindset of, like, like telling your son, like, you know, and I'm, I've been tra- trying to train my young boy, like, hey, this, you got to post today. 
Your yeah. post is in school. You got to get smarter. You got to get stronger. You got to yeah. get more. You got to know how to deal with a world that's not fair. Exactly. You got to know yeah. how to have that mindset. You know, and 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 it's our jobs yes. as parents and as as people in the church to to train this young generation to to lead the church. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So Amen. 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 So, Miss Megan. Give us a word yeah. that will help us word. do that. <laughs> John gave us a word, but I got a word. Galatians 6-7, whatever you plant is what you will harvest. Ooh. Cathedral faith, get that in your spirit. Write that down, put it in your phone, put it on your mirror every morning. What you plant is what you will harvest. We want to just connect with you, Cathedral. Put it in the chat. What are you harvesting this week for you and your family, yeah. your friends, yeah. any member that you're praying for? We'd love to hear from you. And as always, all our friends here, Yo, it's, it's a wrap. Have a great week. <laughs>